want you to look at verse 10 of Job chapter 2. Notice it says, But he said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God, and shall we not receive evil? And all this did not Job sin with his lips. And we're not going to go through the whole story of Job today, but I think it's a very familiar passage of Scripture. Job was a great man. He was one who feared God. He loved the Lord greatly. He hated evil. But God allowed Satan to take everything that Job had. And obviously, when that happens, Job's wife is upset. All, her, all the kids are dead. And she's just telling Job, you know what? We lost everything. You're covered with boils. You've got all this going against you. And she said, you might as well just curse God and die. And Job makes a very amazing statement right here where he just says, shall we receive good at the hand of the Lord? And not evil also. And that's what I want to preach about today is receiving good and evil. This is a very important thing that we need to get a hold of. We don't ever want to forget as Christians. And I think today, with this being uh, the anniversary of our church, we've been here 11 years. Uh, I think it's an appropriate subject to cover. Now, how many in here, just so I kind of know who I'm preaching to, you would consider yourself, you know, glass half full people, all right? How many, are, how many glass half full people, all right? Maybe half of us in here. How many of you are glass half empty people, all right? I'm glad that my wife's hand went up because I, I know that that's, that's her. You know, so, uh, you know, another way we could say this is how many of you would consider yourself to be an optimist? You know, that's a glass half full person. How many of you are the pessimist? That's a glass half empty. How many of you call yourself realist? Okay. Now, a realist is a pessimist who wants to look like they're a positive person. Okay. Uh, that's just the, that's just the facts right there too. Uh, but it, at the end of the day, you know, sometimes, you know, you have some people that are so optimistic, it's annoying. And as a pastor, too, it's like a lot of pastors, I think they feel like they've always got to be this optimist. I've always got to be, I've always got to be happy because, you know, I, I don't want our church getting in a bad mood. But, you know, sometimes you go through tough times. You know, sometimes people need to see you reacting like a normal human being. You know, it's okay to be sad about things. It's okay to hurt sometimes. And the truth is, in life, we're going to have good days and we're going to have bad days. We're going to have blessings that are going to come. We're going to have hardships that are going to come. The trials are going to come. And I believe we need to be the kind of person like Job who we are going to with thanksgiving, with a grateful heart, with a heart of faith. We are going to be the kind of people that when God gives us good, we're going to take it and we're going to be thankful. But you know what? If he decides to give us some evil, you know what we need to do? We need to take it and we need to be thankful too. And often when you have a service like this where it's 11 years, you know, we typically do. We talk about the positive things. We can talk about all the good things that God has done in the last 11 years. And there's nothing wrong with talking about that. But, you know, the truth is, too, God might in the next years want to hand us some evil. God may want us to go through some hard times. God may want us to face some trials and difficulties. I don't want that. But let me ask you, if God decides, or you know what, I, I need Liberty Baptist Church to maybe face some difficulties, to face some trials. And you know what, I think we've had some too. I don't think we need to ignore tough times that we've been through. And you know, it's not all been a walk through the park. It's not all been peaches and cream around here. But you know, the important thing is, it's not that things are always going good. It's that we always receive whatever God gives us and that we're thankful no matter what it is. That's the important thing. And that's what Job did I think that's one of the amazing things about Job, and I think there's some important things that we can learn. And so the first thing we need to learn 
from the life of Job is we need to learn to accept the evil the same way that we accept the good. Look what it says in verse 20, because this is after he gets the news that he has lost everything. This is before his body's been touched. But when he realized he's lost his children, he's lost his possessions. It says, then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worship. Now, Job, Job, the fact that he rent his mantle, he's, he shaved his head, this was a sign of mourning. He was in pain. He was hurting. He did not enjoy this. This did not make him feel good getting this horrible, horrible news. But you know what he did? He went and he did the same thing he did when he heard the good news that another child has been given him. You know what he did when, you know what he did when God would give him good things? He'd worship God. He'd thank God. And while, when he would receive the good news, like it's a boy or something like that, while he would praise the Lord, while he would worship then, obviously he did it, you know, in his heart, being joyful, you know, he's happy, he's excited. And you know, we can't always control how we feel about a situation, but you know, we can control what we do. And while Job, there's no doubt, he felt way different at this time, you know what? He forced himself to do the same thing. And you know what he did? He worshiped God. He's like, I don't like receiving this, but you know what? I sure did enjoy receiving those children that I got from the Lord. I sure did enjoy those possessions. I've enjoyed being rich for the last several years. I've enjoyed so much and God gave me all of it. And man, I took it and I enjoyed it and I worshiped him then. And you know what? God has chosen to give me something I don't really care for right now. But just like he knew what he was doing when he gave me all those good things, I'm just going to trust him. He knows what he's doing now. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to worship. And you know what a lot of people do whenever God allows, maybe even allows Satan to send some bad their way? They change everything. Listen, that's not the time to change things. God's been blessing you while you've been doing right, while you've been worshiping, while you've been being thankful. He's been giving you all these good things. You know what? When the bad things come, that's not when you abandon all this stuff. You know what you need to do? You need to keep doing it. A lot of people, when they start going through hard times, that's when they get out of church. No, you know what you need to do? You need to worship. We need to worship in good times and bad times. We need to worship when God is blessing. We need we need to worship when God is allowing Satan to throw all kinds of things our way that we don't like. And unfortunately, most people, their attitude is, you know, I'll serve the Lord if he's serving me. As long as God is doing something for me, then I'm going to serve him. That's the wrong attitude. You've got everything backwards, if that's the case. And see, if we understand that the good things in life are from God, and they are according to his will and his purpose, we should understand that the evil is also according to his will and his purpose. Romans 8, 28 says, and we know that all things are good, right? Is that what it says? No, it says all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Now, I'll tell you, my purpose for me is just to get all the blessings I can get. I mean, my purpose is, Lord, just keep the blessings coming, all right? And my, my, my will my purpose for this church is, Lord, just keep blessing, keep growing, keep doing this. Keep, you know, that, that's my will. That's, that's my purpose. Okay, that's what I think is good. But you know what? God might want something different. And if it's according to his will and his purpose, it will produce something better than what will be produced if God just does everything according to my will. But at the end of the day, there is going to be a period of time where we're just going to have to have faith. 
where we're going to have to trust God, where we're going to have no idea what God is doing, where we're going to look at like, you know, we haven't changed anything. You know, why, why, and, and you know, why are things, you know, and, and none of this is, you know, this isn't going on right now, but I'm just telling you, I'm not trying to prepare everybody for a bad year or something like that. I don't think a bad year is coming. I still think good things are coming, but I'm just here to tell you that, you know what, if we have a bad year, you know, if you're, you know, you're, uh, after the next anniversary, we'll have been here 12 years, which means we're going into the 13th year. If we were numerology people, that's the year of rebellion. And, and you know what? You see that a lot, you know, in the 13th year. There was like a rebellion in the Bible. Yeah, I'm not a numerology guy. But I remember too, in my last church, in our 13th year, we had one of our biggest splits we ever had. You know, is there something to it? You, you, you trying to prepare us? I... Man, I hope not. I've always tried to bypass all the bad things that can, you know, that typically happen. And we've bypassed a lot of that stuff. But I'm just here to tell you that if bad happens, it doesn't mean necessarily we're not right with God. Just God has a purpose. And you know what we need to do? We need to take it. We need to receive it. And we need to receive it with thanksgiving. And you know what we're going to do if we go on hard times this year? We're going to keep having church. We're going to keep preaching it. Truth of the Word of God. We're going to keep on winning souls. We're going to keep on doing the things that God has told us to do. Now, but what if we don't get results like we did before? We're just going to keep doing it. It's the Lord that gives the increase anyway. It's just our job to do what He's told us to do. To just get out there and just do whatever we can and pray that God does a work. And so for 11 years, you know, if, if God has blessed us, if God has made us happy, shouldn't we be able to trust Him for what's next? I mean, I've, you know, I've been thinking about it a lot this week. I am very thankful for where we are right now. There's a, when, when I look back on the past 11 years, there are so many things that I can think of where God did not do things the way that I wanted them done, but I, His way was better. And I can see God's hand in so many different things for the last 11 years, things that I didn't understand, things that I didn't even really care for, but God worked out great things for them. And so, if God did, if God got us here to this point, if we're happy at this point, if we're thankful at this point, then if next week things take a turn for the worse, shouldn't we just receive that too? I mean, it is. It's real easy for us to receive the nice buildings. It's, it's easy for us to receive, you know, the good crowds and all that kind of stuff. But you know what? We need to be willing to receive the opposite too. We need, to be, we need to be willing to receive the ups and downs that go through life because they're going to come. Because God's will and God's purpose for this church is His glorification, not our glorification. We were created for His pleasure. He didn't come into existence for our pleasure. And we forget that. I mean, it's all about people just use God like a glorified Santa Claus. That's not right. Our relationship with God is not all about what God can do for me or how prosperous I can become. Our role as a church is to bring forth fruit. It's to advance the kingdom of God. It's to set an example for the world. That's our job. And God might need our church to show others how to suffer a little bit. God might need our church to show others how to endure persecution, how to face trials. Whatever it is, God might need our church to do that. God might want, God, you know, God knows what's coming. God might see 
You know, God knows that if great, when great persecution is coming, God knows what people are going to need to be prepared for that. And, you know, and even though we're not a large church, you know, our church, we have, you know, a, we have a pretty big influence. We've got a, a large platform. A lot of people know about our church. And so because of that, God's given us that we've received good because of, you know, the, a lot of the attention I got, we've received some negative too, but we've received a lot of good from that. And you know what? Maybe God allowed that. Because God's like, you know what, I'm going to need a church to suffer some things to show other churches how to handle real persecution. And you know what, God's not going to use Pastor Skinny Jean's church to do that because they're going to buckle as soon as the trials come. So God might say, you know what, I'm going to let Liberty Baptist Church get hammered. Because you know why? I know they can handle it. I know they're going to trust me through it. And other churches are going to need us see how this is done for the future. And that might mean we get pulverized. We might get run through the ringer. We might go through the fiery furnace. We might go through the lion's den. But you know what we need to do? If God chooses to do that, and I hope He doesn't. But if God chooses to do that, you know what we need to do? We need to receive it. And we need to receive it with thankfulness. And we need to be faithful. And we've got to keep on going. God's trying to do something with us. God has a purpose. Our, my, my purpose for this church is again, you know, I want to grow this church. I want this church to, I want the ministry of this church to grow, but God might need our church to face some real battles to set an example to maybe hundreds of other churches to help them grow a little bit more. Because again, God is about advancing his kingdom overall, not just about our little thing we've got going here, you know? And so whatever God chooses to do, you know what? We're his church. Whatever God chooses to do with me, I'm His. I belong to Him. I'm going to receive it. And so God might need you. Same thing too as a family. You know, God might need your family to suffer some kind of trial and hardship. To show the rest of us how to handle hardships and trials. How to face difficulties. You know what you need to do? You need to accept it. You need to receive it. And be that example and when it happens, you need to take it patiently. The Bible says in 1 Peter 2.19, For this is thankworthy if a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. For what glory is it if when you be buffeted for your faults, you take it patiently? But if when you do well and suffer for it, you take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. You know, congratulations when you said you're sorry, when you took your beating, when you deserved it. That's just what you should do. But you know what? When you take your beating with patience and with a good attitude when you didn't deserve it, God's like, now that's something to be commended right there. That's the kind of thing that I'm looking for. That reminds me of Jesus. Because look what it says. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow his steps. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth, who when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. Who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. For ye were a sheep gone astray, but now are returned to the shepherd and bishop of your souls. So again, God wants us to endure things patiently. When we do this, God is glorified. We might... You know, we don't always look good when those things are going on. People sometimes, they see churches like ours that get persecuted, that get negative attention, and it, it's, it freaks them out. And they're like, I don't want to do that stuff. 
you know, and they end up thinking negative about us, you know, maybe out of fear or whatever. But you know what? We just need to take it when that comes. We need to take it and just be thankful. Don't revile back. And that's what that's how Jesus was. And so the key to receiving evil, I believe, is focusing on all the good that's done in the past. Because again, in 11 years of this church, if we wanted to, we could get up here and we could sing the blues and talk about some stuff that we've dealt with over the last 11 years. You know, we can talk about some of the bad people that have come through here. We could talk about the demises. We could talk about those who've fallen out and failed and those who backstabbed. We could, we could talk about all that stuff too, but you know what? We could talk an awful lot about people who've been a blessing. We could talk about the people who are still here, the people who are still faithful. You know, we could talk, you know, there's a lot of good that we could talk about. The question is, you know, what do you spend most of your time talking about? Are you the one that you talk, you know, when you receive something, the good from God, do you talk about the good as much as you talk about the evil? You know, we ought to be somebody who just, we receive both, whatever it is. And so while Job too, while he was having a really bad day, hopefully none of us will ever have a day as bad as Job had on that day. But while he's having a bad day, you know what? Job had a really good life up to that point. I mean, Job had been raking in the blessings of God. He had a really good life. And the reason Job's day was so bad, the reason his loss was so great was because God had given him so much. Now listen, I'm not just trying to be a Pollyanna or anything right now. This is just, this is just Bible that we're talking about here. This is the attitude that we ought to start having. But, you know, up until Job received the boils, you know, he found himself, you know, the boils was kind of an, that was an extra bad. Okay. You know, not many people are suffering physically that much, but think about it. After that first day, when Job lost all his possessions, do you want to know where Job found himself that day? Job found himself that day where many people in the world were currently at, where many people had been living for a long time. There was a lot of people in the world who didn't have any kids. There was a lot of people who didn't have any possessions that were poor. And you know what? Those people, there was, there, that was just a normal day for them. This day was bad for Job because Job's life had been so good for so long, and let me ask you this, is it better to have had and lost, or is it better to have never had? Isn't there a saying like that about love? It's better to have loved and lost than to never have loved at all. I mean, I think that's a good question. I think it's better to have had and lost. You know how many people have like killed themselves because they lost millions of dollars? Well, you know what? At least they had millions of dollars for a while. I'd like to know what that's like. What, you know, what's it like to lose that much money in one day? I, I have no idea. But you know what? Yet yeah, when these stock market crashes happen, us poor people, just another day. We're, we're happy, aren't we? You know what? Why can't those people just be thankful they were millionaires for a little while? You know, when they're getting kicked out of their fancy mansions, why can't they be thankful that they lived in a mansion for a little while? Most of us have never done that. We, we've never had that. So you, you, can you see how, if we, when, it, when, when it comes to perspective, what makes those losses so great is because we had so much. Well, you know what? If we have not lost today, then we should just be enjoying that day. Because think about this. 
how many people too? And I'm not, I'm not trying to be down. I'm not trying to be down on these people. Okay, I, I can't imagine anything worse than you know losing a child. Can't ima- I can't imagine that. But you know how many people they've they've had a great loss like that, and that, and they talk like if I could just have one more day, then I would be happy. Well, you know the problem is when you had them, you weren't very happy either. And have you ever thought about that? You know, we are. We, it's, it's like we like being the victim. And the truth is, you know what? We have our kids today. Why don't we enjoy them? You know, and I, and I was watching when the kids were up here singing. I saw some pretty big smiles out there. You know, I, I like that. You know, you, you enjoyed seeing that. You took, you took pleasure in that. You know what? You ought to thank God for that. That's a blessing seeing these little kids run around this place. You know why? Because they are of great value. And why it would be devastating to lose any of them. Hey, we haven't lost them yet. We have them right now. They're a gift from God today. So you know what we should do? We should enjoy them. We should be thanking God today. We should be praising God today. But you know the, pro- the reason most people don't worship God like Job did when they lose is because they don't worship God when they have. They don't worship God when He's given them things. And they don't, and so obviously they're not going to worship when he's taken them away. They don't worship when they receive good. They're not going to worship when they receive evil. We're supposed to be worshiping all the time. And let me tell you, folks, today at Liberty Baptist Church, today in the McMurtry household, it's a good day. Today, we have a good crowd. Today, we've got a lot of people. Today, you know, I've got, I've got all my kids. I've got, my, I've got my family. Today, we're healthy. All these things are going for us. Are we thanking God for it? Are we worshiping God? Because tomorrow, it could all change. And then tomorrow, we could just be like, oh, if it was just like yesterday, then I'd be happy. But the thing is, you're not even happy today. You know what you need to do? You need to be happy today. You need to be happy while you're getting all these good things. And you need to remember where they came from, that they came from God. And then tomorrow, if God chooses to take them away, I'm not telling you you're not going to feel some pain. I'm not going to tell you you're not going to feel like Job and that you're going to rent, want to rent your clothes and do, you know, do all the things that he did and go into mourning a little bit. I'm not telling you that, but you know what? If, if you'll do that, I believe you'll be able to be like Job and still worship and not sin with your lips. And I like how it says he didn't sin with his lips. Why does it say that? You know what? Because I'll bet a few things crossed Job's mind. And you know, there's times, uh, and, and I don't, I'm not trying to be blasphemous or anything. But there's been a lot of times I've been like, but Lord, what are you doing? Anybody ever, like, besides me ever feel like that? Like, hey, have you just lost control? Now, we would never say that out loud, but we think it sometimes, don't we? And we can't help what goes through our head. But you know what? We can help what comes out of our mouth. We can't always control what we think, but we can control what we do. And there's going to be times, you know, and everybody's like, oh, I don't want to be fake. Okay? Listen. There's going to be times you're not going to feel like worshiping. There's going to be times you're not going to feel like praising the Lord. There's going to be times where you're not going to feel like coming to church. But you know what you need to do? You need to do it anyway because we know it's the right thing to do. There's going to be times you don't feel like loving your wife or loving your kids. But you know what you got to do? You got to do it anyway. You know why? Because it's a command of God. And you, and you do. Sometimes you have to force it. It's not about being fake. It's just about being obedient. Sometimes we feel like being obedient and that's great. But sometimes we don't feel like being obedient. And that is not an excuse for us to be disobedient. We've got to be obedient both times, whether we feel like it or not. And so Job, he did. He, he had the right attitude. He was like, you know what? I did. He's like, I took every one of those good days God gave me 
and I'm taking this bad day. I've had years and years of good days, and I'm going to take it. And so we should never let the fear of loss, because again, God's given us a lot. God's given me eight children. God has given us a great church here. God has given us a lot. But you know what that means? When you have a lot, when, if God's given you a lot, then there's a lot to lose. We could lose a lot. But you know what? We should never let the fear of losing something distract us from the moments where we have what God has given us to enjoy. We see in Job 3, verse 25, it says, For the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me, and that which I was afraid of is come unto me. You know, now let me ask you, did Job's fear stop that bad from coming? No. You know, and the truth is, we can't, we can't possibly know what's coming, let alone stop what's coming. So, you know, there's really no point, there's no benefit into us sitting around fretting, worrying, fearing. You know what we just need to do? We need to be thankful. Yeah. Liz, you tell me any conspiracy theory about bad that's coming to this country, I'm probably going to believe you after what I've seen the last couple of years. But you know what? Not being chased today. I haven't been arrested yet. We're still having church today. I'm not starving yet. There's still food at the grocery stores. There's still, you know, th- you know, things, gas is still somewhat affordable, you know. So why don't I just enjoy this day? If I, I mean, is me biting my nails and, and worrying and fearing going to do anything to influence Congress? It's not going to do anything. So, you know, I might as well enjoy today. I might as well be thankful today. And receive the good, and receive the evil, receive the Trumps, receive the Bidens. <laughs> That's hard sometimes. But you know what? God knows what He's doing. And, I, and you know, when it comes to our government, it's like, I'm afraid I know what God's doing, and I'm afraid He's judging us. But either way, if God judges us, we've had it pretty good in this country, haven't we? And we've enjoyed all the good. We've sang God bless America when all the good things are happening in this country. You know, we need to sing God bless America when bad things are happening in this country too. That's the attitude we need to have. So the third thing, we need to make sure we never quit on God for taking something that was His to begin with. Just trust Him and be thankful for what you have today. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God and Christ Jesus concerning you. But it wasn't my will doesn't matter. It was God, God's will in Christ Jesus concerning you. God has a plan for you. And you know what? Be thankful in it. Yeah, but I lost my job. Well, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So are you going to wait and thank Him after you see what He's doing with it? Or why don't you thank Him while you don't know? You know, we ought to thank Him right away. Listen, there's always someone who is suffering who has less than you. And did you know what? There's always someone suffering who has more than you, too. And you know, some pastors, they give up and they quit because they have church splits that take their church to below 100 people. And that's just too discouraging for them. Where there's other pastors, you know, it, they, ha- they have a renewed spirit because they finally hit 50. What's the difference? Okay, it's, it's, it's perspective. You know, it's all, it's all attitude. It's all about being thankful. There, are, there, there have been so many pastors, there have been pastors who have, have had nervous breakdowns whose ministries were in a place that I can't even imagine getting to that point. Yet they had a nervous breakdown. And why? 
Because again, a lot of times, not only are we not receiving, you know, just thankfully receiving, but we're also wanting more. Again, there was a, you know, I mean, there was a time in our church where, you know, to, to have a build, you know, to be in a building like this and have a crowd this size, been like, man, that would be awesome. I remember just thinking, you know, I remember hearing that the average church size in America was like 70 people. And I thought, you know, I'd just be thrilled to just be an average size church one of these days. And you know what? We are. You know, we have that most of the time. And, but yet at the same time, too, sometimes I'll find myself, you know, I'd like a little bit more. You know, like bigger building, like, you know, this, that. You know, why can't we just take what God has given us and just enjoy it like crazy? Because God's given us a lot. And again, there's, there's other preachers that would quit. If, if there's some pastors, they would quit if they preached to a crowd this size today. Well, there's other people that if they preached to a crowd this size today, they'd be telling everybody about it. They'd be posting pictures on social media. Look what God did at our church today. Look how many people we had. They'd be so excited. That, and so, you know what? Why can't we just have that attitude every week? Because it's, it's, what, it's God's will. It's what God is doing for us. There's always something to rejoice over. And there's always something that we can fret over. Always. Some women today, they're in depression because they can't have children. Some are in depression because they have too many children and they're driving them crazy. You know, there's always something to fret over or be thankful over. Some people, they would be thrilled to just be in your shoes. And some of you are depressed because your shoes are old. And you think you're suffering in life. It's just, you know, it, it really is sad how our attitude is. It just shows that, you know, happiness, thankfulness, all these things, it is not about the circumstances. It's about where you are spiritually. It really is. And we need to learn to be like Paul. And just, you know, I've learned what sort of state I'm there with to be content. Just be thankful wherever you're at. Sometimes Paul had to be content in prison. He knew how to be abased. How to be abased. He knew how to abound. We need to learn to do the same thing. And I'm telling you right now, if we can't be thankful as a church with where we are at right now, we will never be thankful. Our church could double in size tomorrow. If you're not happy now, if you're not content with the way things are now, you won't be happy then either. It won't, it won't change. You'll, you'll get a little high for a few weeks. But you know what? There's always a church that's going to be bigger that we can compare ourselves to. There's always going to be somebody doing a little bit more than what we're doing. Let's just accept what God has for us. Let's take it. And so whether, another thing, last thing we need to realize too, whether you're right with God or not, it's not necessarily determined by how things are going in your life. You know, a lot of preachers, when their churches are growing and good things are happening, I mean, they want to go, you know, on, into evangelism, so they can go tell everybody how to do things in church. This is how we succeeded. And then it's all about all the things they did right. It was my prayer life. You know, it was because I, I was faithful. You know what? You know what I figured out after 11 years of pastors, pastoring? I can't figure out why God does the things that he does. I can't figure out. I, I haven't figured out what works and what doesn't work. You know what? I've just, I'm just going to keep being faithful. I'm going to keep doing what I know I'm supposed to do and just see what God does. And I, I can't give you the secrets for it. I've been here 11 years now. God's blessed this church. If I got asked to, you know, preach somewhere about, you know, how to start a church, you know, I don't even know for sure what I'd say. I don't, I don't really know what we did to make it work. I, I, I think God just did it. 
And when I've expected blessings the most is sometimes that's the last time they come. When I've expected them the least, that's when they have come. God does things in His way and in His time. And, I'm th- and we see here in Job, in chapter 1, verse 8, it says, And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil. And yet, God said that about Job. He's unlike anybody else, but yet all the bad stuff happened to Job. Now, in Job, he was, he was a Baptist, clearly. His friends were clearly Baptists, because what did his friends do when they showed up? You did something wrong, Job. We know something's wrong with you. It says in, turn over to Job chapter 4. It is proof they're Baptists, right? I'm being funny right now. But Job chapter 4 and verse 12. This is one of Job's friends speaking. Now a thing was secretly brought to me, and mine ear received a little thereof. In thoughts from the visions of the night, when deep sleep falleth on men, fear came upon me and trembling, which made all my bones to shake. Then a spirit passed before my face. The hair of my flesh stood up. It stood still. But I could not discern the form thereof. An image was before mine eyes. There was silence, and I heard a voice saying, Shall mortal man be more just than God? Shall a man be more pure than his maker? Behold, he put no trust in his servants, and his angels he charged with folly. How much less in them that dwell in houses of clay, whose foundations is the dust, which are crushed before the moth. They are destroyed from morning to evening. They perish forever without any regarding. You want to know why he said all this fancy stuff? He's basic. This is how the Baptists say it today. Holy Ghost told me. Some of y'all, you're going through trials right now and your hardships are because you're not giving enough in the offering. That's what's going on. You want to know why I'm blessed? I emptied my wallet last week in the offering plate. And maybe that's what you need to do too. No. Listen. No spirit told you anything. You know, no spirit told this guy. This may be a spirit did, but it wasn't the spirit of God. He said all this fancy stuff to basically say, Job, I know you've sinned. I know you're going through all this bad stuff because of something wrong you did. But you know what? God just did it because God needed it for His will and for His purpose. These guys didn't know what they were talking about. And let me tell you, half the time that preacher that knows why you're going through all the spiritual problems you are, he doesn't know what he's talking about either. We don't know these things. Sometimes we go through hard times because God has chosen to give us evil at that time for His purpose. And while I don't know and while you probably won't know why God is choosing to give you evil at that point, you know what you do need to do? Receive it. Just like you receive the good, receive the evil as well. And while it's okay, trials, and I preached about this before, difficulties, they should cause us to reevaluate things, but they don't necessarily mean we're in trouble. What it's called, I preached a message a while back about seeking God's face. When trials come, let that cause you to look to God and to seek His face and say, Lord, am I doing something wrong? And anytime our church is going through some difficulty, it's not wrong for us to self-evaluate and say, hey, are we right with God right now? Are we doing what we're supposed to do? It's, it's not wrong. We should always do that. Even if things are going good, we should be checking up on ourselves. But I'm just telling you that these things are not a, a surefire way of figuring out if we're right with God or not. So you know what? Just but let, you know, go ahead and check, but just understand God might just be testing us. And so we need to learn to recognize God as the Creator God as the potter, us as the clay, 
He has the right to do whatever He wants to with us. He is not just up in heaven as our servant. We are His servants. And we need to let Him have His way with us. And you know what? I'm preaching a message like this because I do. I want good things to happen. I'm a positive person. I want to try to keep being a positive person. But you know what? I do know God. God might want us to go through some difficult times. God might want us to face some challenges. And I don't want us having this attitude you know, of, you know, we just need to give up. We must be doing something wrong. No, you know what we need to do? We just need to receive it. We need to take it. And, you know, and if we have that attitude, if we're always ready, if every day when we get up, we are ready to receive evil, if the Lord so chooses to give us evil, you know what it will do? It will make us more thankful when the Lord chooses to give us good. Every day where we're healthy. Every day where we have our children, where we have our families. Every day where, you know, where things are going good in church. We will be thankful for that. But unfortunately, most people today, their hand is always out to God only for the good. And then when God says, you know what, I want to give you this today, you know what we do? We rebel against Him. We fight it. And what we need to do is just trust Him. He knows what He's doing. And let's, take, and let's just take it. So, I believe God, too, if, if we're being punished, I believe God will let us know. And, you know, we might not find out right away, but we will find out. The important thing to remember is whatever your current situation, just take what God is giving you. He knows what he's doing. He will work it out for his glory in the end. That's why we're here. And that's why Job said in chapter 23, verse 8, after his friends are running their mouths, all trying to explain what's wrong with them. They've got it all figured out. They know what's going on. Job speaks. I don't know what God's doing. I can't find him. But he said, Behold, I go forward, he is not there, and backward, but I cannot perceive him. On the left hand where he doth work, but I cannot behold him. He hideth himself on the right hand. I cannot see him. I've looked every direction. I've checked up every way I can. I've ran this over in my mind over and over again. What is God doing right now? I don't know. But he knoweth the way that I take, and when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. You know what he basically said? Job pretty much paraphrased and said, I know that all things work together for good. To them that love God, to them that are called according to His purpose. That's basically what he said there before Romans 8.28 was even written. And you know what? Thank God for that testimony. And we need to have, that, that needs to be our testimony. And so you know what? I say all this today. I want everybody in Liberty Baptist Church in this next year, I hope you come to church every week I hope you take every day of your life and you just and receive, ready to receive evil, but with the hope that you don't. And then if you do, if you have that attitude, Lord, I'm ready to receive evil. When we don't get evil, you know what you're going to do? You're going to actually be thankful. Because what we don't want to be, we don't want to be a church that is so stinking blessed that's still full of miserable people. And that's a lot of places today. They've been blessed with health, family, on life, possessions, and yet they're still miserable. That's not okay. God's not going to be pleased with God's not going to be pleased with that at all. You know what? I would prefer to learn contentment in the good times rather than the bad times. And you know what? If the good times are here right now and you're still not content, God might try to teach it to you in the bad times. And you know what? I'd rather learn my lesson the easy way. And so I hope this will be a help and a blessing. So let's pray. Dear Lord, 
I pray this message uh, will be a challenge to everyone in here. Lord, you have been good to us, Lord. And there's, you know, if we wanted, we could talk about some negative things, but there's been so much more good. I pray you'll help us to uh, use this example of Job uh, to just challenge us, Lord, to always be ready for the evil. But God, I, I pray, Lord, that you'll just, uh, as you continue giving us good, we'll at least be more thankful as a result of it. And Lord, we want to see you do many more great things in this church. And I just pray you'll help us be faithful and uh, do what we're supposed to do no matter what the results. In your name we pray. Amen.